0: Folks, it is the knickknackjack.com podcast, and I am bringing you Season 6, Episode 1. And I'm going to call this one, um... Well, Winter Wonderland seems pretty good, um... Because it is very much a wintry wonderland out there. Um, literally outside right now, it's like foggy and icy, and it's kind of cool. Um... But then, of course, there's also some less positive, wondrous things, and I've got to catch you up on what I've been doing in the relatively brief hiatus, which kind of sucks because that means I'm going to have to pump out 22 of these bitches somehow uh, within a relatively short amount of time because I'm trying to get better about uh, getting back on schedule again. It's been a rather off year, and I want to fix that. Although I have produced over 100 episodes, so you really can't complain about that, and you really can't complain about pod fading um, so much. Um, and if you do, well, that's your problem, not mine. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I'm going to shut up so I can actually get on topic and not waste my time or your time. So, I'm going to get with that. We're going to listen to the pretty music, and then I'm going to get things going. So, sit back, relax, and welcome to the sixth season of the knickknackjack.com podcast.
1: Merry Christmas. Kind a happy go to hell.
0: Yeah, that kind of uh, says it all. If you say Merry Christmas to me this year, my response will be, and a happy go to hell. Uh, because I'm just so fucking tired of Christmas, and I've had so much more than enough. And uh, you have been forewarned. So now that that's taken care of, um, and you wouldn't believe how hard I worked to get that audio clip. I worked very, very hard to get that audio clip. I am very proud of me. I deserve a round of applause for that. Um, if I could find the sound effect, that is. Uh, there we go. <clears throat> All right, good enough. Uh, So now that that's taken care of, um, I've already covered year after year after year after year after year why it pisses me off. Um, And this year I have some new perspective uh, brought on by my hitchhiking traveling experience as of late. Uh, Now, I just came back from Canada. Canada. Uh, and that's what I was making reference to before, in the episode, before I go, the end of the, what was that, fifth season, uh, making reference to the fact that I was going to try and go to Canada, and, uh, I did, and I got in just fine, uh, I got out just fine, everything went splendidly at the border, thank you very much, and I'm sorry for freaking everybody out on Facebook, because I had so much confusing information, um, for future, though, to make it easier, uh, I'm go- I plan to renew my passport and uh, uh, just make it easier. So it's like, you know, get to the border, whip out the passport. Hello, I'm here. Uh, I'm going there. And I'm going to be doing something over there. And it'll be great. And it'll be fun. And I won't hurt anybody I swear. And then come back and, you know, pretend not to hate my country so much. Um, now, my perspective on Canada. Oh, boy. Um... I will start out by saying, um, having seen all three countries that I think are better than the U.S., um, I have to say all three of them are not perfect. Uh, Canada is no exception, exception to the rule. Um, yes, they have the queen on the money, and that's a good thing. Um, yes, they're part of the Commonwealth of Nations, and that, in my humble opinion, is a good thing. Uh yes the guns are illegal and that's a good thing. Um but they've got a whole slew of problems. Um like any place I suppose. Um, and, you know, they don't think that the system they have is socialism, much like the UK didn't think that the system they had was socialism. Uh, I kind of need to revisit Australia um, and really try and understand, you know, if they have what I think of of, as socialism, but they don't think it's socialism. Um, Personally, I'm in favor of socialism. I like socialism. Socialism is the first step towards communism. Um, and I believe that to be a good thing. Uh, you want to know more about that, go back and visit Truman's True Folly uh, and Membrantings and ravings about FDR. No need to completely uh, reiterate what I've already said because I've already said it, and really I get tired of hearing myself talk about the same thing over and over again. So um, Canada was new. Canada was interesting. Um, I think if I go back and listen to my... Um, Episodes like "I Wish I Were an Englishman" or something to that accord. I believe I will find um, that what I expected and what I got were vastly different. Um, I wasn't. I won't say that I was disappointed by Canada. Um, I like it. Uh, I do think it's better than the U.S. Um, but I think they could quite easily. Um, be overtaken by U.S. culture without realizing it. Uh, The great thing about the Occupy movement, uh, if you don't know much about it, um, I'll mention it again just because it it has bearing here. Um, It was inspired by an article written in uh, in an anti-advertisement a uh, publication called Adbusters, Busters. Um, and what the guy's intent was when he created the article, I don't know. Um, I've heard some rather interesting theories from people at Occupy Victoria about what his intent was. Um, whatever his intent was, it really doesn't matter um, because it amounts to Uh, a Canadian invasion of the U.S., which I've been waiting for and hoping for and wanting for a very long time. Still, I'm waiting for it, hoping for it, and wanting it. So, uh, that gets an applause. (laughs) Certainly. uh, Because that's a good thing. Um, And I I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again. um, I really wish uh, Western Washington, Western Oregon... And Northern California, as far down as, say, Monterey County, um, would just get together and form, um, you know, form, I don't know, a something. um, You know, kind of a collective government or something. um, And say, fuck the U.S. um, You know, and then progressively go to... uh, any of the three countries that I care about, say, you, the United Kingdom, say, hey, uh, we don't want to be part of the U.S. anymore, do you want us? Um, and then if they say no, go to Canada and say, hey, we don't want to be part of the U.S. anymore, do you want us? Um, and, you know, if Canada says no, then your last bet is Australia, which is, I mean, not as good um, in, many way, in many of the aspects that I measure it as the U.K. or Canada, um, but would still be good um be kind of an awkward situation it would start a war um and people would die um however if you value something enough i suppose um you get some get into the philosophy of give me liberty or give me death um and i certainly don't feel uh like my country gives me liberty um I feel like I'm being restricted, like I'm being restrained uh people have asked me, well, does it really inconvenience you on a day to day basis? Well, yes, it does um you know i don't I'm a citizen I live here, I was born here um I don't have health care that bothers me um I'm being penalized financially and um socially for doing everything right and for Uh, pursuing my happiness. My happiness comes from traveling. My happiness comes from creating podcasts. Um, And the system that we have in place, the monetary system, capitalism basically, uh, is punishing me for that. And uh, that's not right. Um, And it's not like uh, capitalism doesn't exist in Canada, the UK, or Australia. Um, However, I feel that all three of those places have more support uh, when you fall through the cracks. And um, falling through the cracks in Canada is something that I've actually done. Um, I stayed in a homeless shelter uh, called the Rock Bay uh, in Victoria, B.C., and i stayed there for about a week and a half um and i will say right off the bat uh that i was treated a lot better uh a lot more human like than I was in the sh- than, than I was at the shelter that I stayed in in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, now, granted, I haven't stayed at every shelter in the U.S., nor have I stayed at every shelter in Canada, uh, nor have I stayed at any shelter in the U.K. or Australia. Um, if I get the opportunity to do so, I will, of course, do that, and then uh, obviously report on that because that's you know my job. Uh, that's what I'm doing here. That's my purpose. Um, but I will say, um, I felt like I was treated better there, uh, than, um, any previous experience I ever had. Um, now something that, that makes this more interesting is, uh, just the dynamics of what happened when I was there. Um, I went there with Denica, uh, to check out Occupy Victoria and also because I was bored. Um, and, you know, to make sure she got back to Victoria because I felt like I owed her at least that. Um, And then I didn't, you know, I didn't expect or hope for, well, I hoped for something after that, but I didn't expect it. Uh, At a certain point, we parted ways, and I didn't expect to see her again. Um, And that was that. Um, And uh, what ended up happening... Once uh, she left, was I stayed at Occupy Victoria for as long as I could. Um, decided that because of the weather, that I did want to seek out a shelter, so I ended up at the Rock Bay. I got a room at the Rock Bay. Uh, they take your picture, they create a file on you um, with a whole bunch of information, which um, I probably very stupidly gave uh, the, um, you know gave my permission to let the them know the them tell. Uh, the Canadian government uh all the information. Um because I figured well in a way it's it might hurt me but in a way it you know it's you know, maybe maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't, we'll see. Um
1: but I figured what the heck,
0: you know, um I'm here to collect information, I'm here to see what I can see and then report on it and um that's what I'm doing and that's what I did. So um I checked in, got a room relatively quickly Um, They do three meals a day. Uh, The first meal is at about 7.30, which is ungodly early. Um, And I guess is helpful to some because they want to get up and get going earlier. Uh, And then the second meal is at 11.30, which is just weird. Um, And then they shut the rooms down um, in varying shifts um, so the floor I was on was shut down from, like, 11 to 2, so you had to be up and out of your room. You could not be in your room between 11 and 2 o'clock, which was frustrating, but I managed to do it every day. Um, you had to be seen sleeping in your room at least once every 24 hours, and if you didn't, um, you lost the room. You couldn't come back for a month into the room program, um, and you had to use the Map program, or go sleep somewhere else, basically. Um, So, I stayed there for about four days. Um, I got myself um, involved, kind of out of default, kind of out of curiosity, kind of out of um, just pure happenstance, uh, in this little group that was super-duper... Paranoid about something they called New World Order, uh, which apparently political leaders have been using since the Truman era to kind of describe um, what they would apparently hope to be a one-world government, and and you we know where where the world where they want the world to go. Um, now I'm actually on board with this idea. Uh, I like the idea of a one-world government. Um, I, you know, think it would probably best be structured as some sort of, f- uh, federal system rather than a parliamentary system. Uh, that is something about the U.S. Side that I like. You know, have your charter, your constitution, your basic laws, uh, you know, limiting the government, structuring the government, um, and then have your federal system, which would have control of everything, and, um, in a broader sense, uh, you'd have, a federal legislative body. You have uh, probably a federal executive branch and then a federal judicial branch, um, because that just makes sense to me. Beneath that, of course, you can have all the um, smaller versions of that that you want. Um, you know, you could break each country into a state, break each state into a county. I don't, I don't know, but i mean you know, some sort of um, triple trickle-down governing system to govern the whole world. Um, This is an idea I like. This is an idea I've kind of promoted. um, But this is also an idea that I myself, uh, because I understand human nature, because I understand that everything a human touches will inherently become corrupt, no matter how good the idea is that this started out with, um, I have some elements of wariness and some hesitation about this, um, and I guess that's where I kind of tied in with these folks is they were real worried about this one-world government um, and the U.S. military essentially being able to, by treaty, uh, come in and enforce military law onto Canada. Um, if the Canadian government asks it to, um, which I think can actually happen. I haven't really researched it that well, uh, but I think they do have a system in place where uh, if Canada wants help, they can get it from the U.S. military. Um, Don't know how I feel about that, but uh, apparently that exists. Um, And they were super, super concerned. Um, I don't want to use the term paranoid, but they were super concerned that... uh, uh, all these security cameras, which are present in Canada, just as they are present in the UK. Um, I don't remember if they were that present in Australia or not, um, but I can tell you, definitely present in Canada, definitely present in the UK. Lots of security cameras everywhere uh, for your safety, and it doesn't seem like they're monitored that well, to be honest. Um, and so my concern about them is relatively limited, simply because I feel they're not monitored that well they're there. Um, That's annoying. That's a violation of what I would consider to be uh, civil rights. But they are there, and, you know, that's the way they've chosen to run their country. I'm not a citizen of any of those countries yet, so what say do I have? Um, Absolutely none. And, you know, I wasn't complaining about it. I thought it was more interesting and it was interesting to see people's uh these natives reaction to the fact that there you know there's all these cameras everywhere um so i kind i kind of took that and i you know i listened to what they had to say um i agreed agreed with them on some points Um, I disagreed with them on many more points, um, but for a while I kind of kept quiet uh, because I wanted to see where it would go, and I wanted to see what information they had and what information they didn't have. Um, At a certain point, uh, after staying at Rock Bay for four days, um, I I got to this phase where I said, look, you guys have a lot of information, but it's all in documentaries. And that's great, but that's not evidence. Um, Because documentaries claim that they show evidence, but what do they show? They show video footage of evidence. Now, we live in a very, very digital world. Um, I can tell you from personal experience, uh, I can take anything and make it look like something that it's not. Uh, It's not that hard to do. I have the tools, I have the software, I have the know-how. Um, I would say that a lot of people in this world have that capability. And if there's government uh, interests involved, uh, they would certainly hire the people that would have that capability. So uh, you it comes down to really... It's hard to trust any information that you hear in fact, I wouldn't even trust this podcast uh, you know don't take my word for it is what I'm essentially going to say you know if you hear something here that sounds interesting or intriguing to you don't just go and wrap it into your opinion matrix uh, you know go check it out go see if you can verify it uh, and find the truth of it um, or as close to the truth as you could reasonably expect to get. Um, but here, you know, they were tr- trying to provide me with this, all this evidence and this backing that, um, you know, that military or, um, martial law was going to happen any day now. Um, and, you know, it was going to be just like the days of Hitler and the reign of terror and all this other stuff. And, um, I just find that hard to believe. Um, I find it hard to believe uh, the idea that the Masons are completely in charge of the world and a secret society uh, can stay organized enough to control the world. Because I'll tell you, uh, from all my experiences with the Occupy movements and such, uh, all these groups, they really can't function very well together. Uh, It's just a factor of a bunch of people coming together. Uh, in a very crowded, and a closed space, nobody can agree, and you end up with something that looks like a Congress, or something that looks like a town hall meeting, or something where nobody can agree on anything, and nothing gets done. Um, and I would assume that the same would be true of the UN, or a Mason Society, or anything that's out there. Um, so the idea, to me, uh, based on that, based on what I know about human nature, um that there's some secret society controlling everything we do and conspiring against us is just humbug um, i I think I think we as individuals have the power uh, and we c- as individuals can come together and form groups uh, those groups really tend to get corrupted really fast because of human nature and because of the dynamics of people uh, but bottom line here is I don't you know, I, I didn't agree with uh, the, the fact that martial law was coming, the fact that it was going to be the end of days soon. Um, I do believe that it's bad in the U.S. I do believe that we've lost a lot of our rights due to the Patriot Act and other similar legislation. And um, I did find that, generally speaking, um, in Canada I was a lot freer uh, to express myself, to share ideas uh, without w- too much worry or concern that, um, you know, even with the cameras there, that, you know, my ideas were going to be taken and misconstrued as a terrorist or some suicidal acts murderer or something, uh, which is something that I'm concerned um, could happen with when I spread my ideas and thoughts and notions here in the U.S. and talk to people. Uh, I'm very concerned that they could Misinterpret it and say, "Oh my God, he's a terrorist. Let's lock him away, and he'll be he'll be good when he's separate separated from society." And hey, guess what? We have the death penalty, so if we don't if we don't want him, we can just kill him. Um, that would be my ultimate concern about being in the U.S. Uh, now, maybe that's just as paranoid as uh, these Canadians were. I don't know, um, but that's but that's my feeling. That's my gut intuition. That's my instinct, and I've been working real hard for a long long time to try and get myself out of that environment. Uh because it's that environment, it's the fear, it's the hostility that that hangs over the United States like a giant fog. Uh that really gets to me and then, you know, compound on that, the arrogant American that thinks they're the best damn thing, uh that we're the best damn thing that the revolutionary war actually has some effect. Um you know, to me, that thinking, that sort of thinking, is very, very dangerous and very, very, very narrow-minded. Um, if you, if you do think that, if you do happen to believe that, please provide me with some evidence, support it, um, show me why. Um, you know, physically show me. You know, why, why is the U.S. better than Canada? Take me and show me. And what, what do you think is better? Um, you know, I personally, I think there's different different things on both sides of the border. There's pluses and minuses, yin and yang, that sort of thing. Um, but I generally feel that there's a whole hell of a lot more pluses outside of the U.S. than there are um, inside of the U.S. Um, even as much as I got freaked out by my Mexico experience, uh, even, even in Mexico, um, I, I see a whole lot more pluses in many different ways than I do see here in the U.S. because we're so captivated by fear, Um and you know there were people that put duct tapes on the windows after nine eleven. for god's sake um why 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 I, you know i just don't get it um and then too going back to the original issue here um the way we treat our homeless is just shitty um not that you know not that being homeless in Canada was that much better, but it was markably better in my experience. Um, I was treated a little bit more like a person. I was offered services. I was offered help. Um, and um, people were concerned. People were genuinely concerned about my welfare. Um, and I made friends, and I shared many important things. Um, I did not end up liking the city of Victoria. Uh, because I felt very trapped there because it cost so much money to get off of the island and back to the mainland um I ended up uh leaving quite quickly because I was freaked out about about you know feeling like uh Victoria because it was an island because it was very hard to get to uh and very isolated. Uh, was almost becoming kind of a trap uh, or jail, if you will, for creative, divergent thinkers. Um, And I began to feel like, uh, partially because of what allegedly happened uh, during the Vancouver Olympics, which was uh, that many homeless people were taken from Vancouver and sent to uh, Victoria uh, to kind of clean the image of Vancouver up during the Olympics, and were not, of course, offered a ride back subsequently, um, you know, hearing that story, and, you know, I don't know whether it's true or not, but hearing that and feeling trapped on the island, um, it just didn't feel good, it felt scary, it didn't feel good, um, you know i kind of I kind of kept saying to myself well it 's like okay if i 'm going to be homeless and trapped and stuck anywhere i 'd rather it be here than in the u s um, and I still feel like that you know if i 'm going to be homeless i 'd rather be homeless um in somewhere like Vancouver uh than Seattle or San Francisco or anywhere like that because um, the treatment is just slightly better it 's not noticeably better or you know it 's not dramatically better but it's but it 's there um, it 's tangible you can you can notice it um, and I say that as a person who you know was standing on the street corner singing um, and I say that as a person who was going to mcdonald 's and taking leftover food because that 's all I had to eat. Um, you know, I say that as a person who literally slept in a sleeping bag on the street. I say that as a person who was woken up by a security guard on the street because I couldn't sleep there. And, you know, I it I tried to be polite about it. I think he was kind of in a grouchy mood, but I tried to do my best about it. Um, and I, you know, I, I've never raised my voice. I never really got angry, um, at anyone in authority because that's not a productive thing to do. That's not the productive way to approach it. Um, I did kind of get frustrated and forceful uh, at one point when I was trying to figure out what I legitimately needed to get back into the U.S. um, because I was getting different information and I was tired and I had a bunch of other stuff going against me. Um, But I mean, overall, it was a very educational, very mind-opening, very positive experience um, you know, I'm not traveling with Denica anymore, I don't know if I'll see her again, I hope I do at some point, um, and, you know, I don't know what will end up happening with that, I still definitely love her, uh, I always will, um, and that's the way I feel about that, and I wish her the best, and, you know, I, uh, what, what can I say, it was an experience, it was a very humbling experience, and it taught me a lot, um, one of the important things that it was ta- that it also taught me was how um, how cruddy some of the homeless support organizations actually are. Um, now Rock Bay is run by um, uh, an organiza- organization called Cool Aid, C O O L. A.org, I guess, is the website. Um, I'm going to have to check that out later um, because I am curious about its funding sources and all that sort of stuff. Um, but they, they, overall, they weren't bad. They treated me decently, like a human. Um, I had a certain point where I left the room and I didn't come back for 24 hours. I broke the rules. Therefore, I lost the room. Fine. Um, that's the way the rules goes. Uh, rules go. I wasn't expecting anything different. Um, i wasn 't expecting to be an exception to the rules. Later, I came back. Um, I slept um, on their mat program, uh, which is um, okay but not great. Um, they give you a place a place to sleep in the in what they have as the day room from uh, eleven p m to about six thirty in the morning, which is really not enough time to sleep. Um, and I, as you can tell, um, or those of you who are listening to this live, which is no one, but, um, you know, I, have been terribly, terribly sick. Uh, that was part of the problem I had in Victoria. I was just terribly, terribly sick. Um, and, uh, my blood pressure's low, so that's not good. Um, but, uh, really, you know, I, I had a chance to see a doctor in Victoria, uh, as part of the Kool-Aid services that was there. Uh, That was great. I was appreciative of that. I was appreciative of what information I was able to garner from the doctor. Um, And hopefully I can get myself back to California where I do have the Medi-Cal and make use of that and figure that out. Um, But uh, what I found was um, places like Salvation Army in particular, um, really they aren't being all that helpful to the people they claim to serve. Um, now, I, I, I say that um, based not only on my experiences in um, in Victoria, where I went up to the Salvation Army area and I was asking questions and was greeted with rudeness and curt, curt responses, um, and really not much help whatsoever. Um, I was told at one point that there'd be a sleeping area open at 9 at, uh, the Salvation Army, and then later I was told, oh, no, no, no sleeping area here, you have to go up, back up to Rock Bay, so that's where I ended up, where I did find a place to sleep, um, and then I was also told at another point, um, oh, just various, various conflicting information, and, you know, I didn't find the Salvation Army to be all that helpful, Um, and when I was in Minneapolis, um, you know, after giving the Salvation Army my ID and whatever, um, and after waiting several hours and getting lost several times and getting confusing and conflicting information, I was finally able to get a shower. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a nice service. It wasn't an, oh, well, uh. You know, here's the information we have. We here's what we can do. Here's what we can't do. It wasn't presented in a nice, courteous, respectful manner. Um, I I could tell that uh, I they did not hold respect for me. Uh, they did not want me to be there. They did not appreciate me being there. It didn't matter that I was being nice, polite, and respectful. Um, and openly expressing many, many thanks for for everything I got, as I I've done my entire trip, um, I've tried to be positive and and openly express my thanks for everything that I've gotten. Um, but I did not I did not get a positive vibe from the Salvation Army, um, and as I was hanging out in the Salvation Army shelter in uh, Minneapolis, actually, um, you know, I began to see that they are strongly connected to Christianity. Um, which just makes me uncomfortable for very obvious reasons. Um, so I would encourage you, um, especially um, during the holiday season where it's very easy to just dump something in that red kettle that you see standing in front of any store, uh, to really look and research uh, Salvation Army and what they do and don't do. Um, I'm feeling like it's not a good place to put your donations. Uh, I'm not... I'm not officially saying don't donate to them, but uh, my feeling would be in the future I would not be happy to donate the, to them. Um, as far as I know, Goodwill um, is is not so bad. I don't know, um, but my point here is especially right now. Uh, research your charitable organizations. Um, I will I will steal a slogan from the Salvation Army which is need no no season, which is very, very true. Um, You know, I'm, uh, as a result of getting involved in the Occupy movement, as a result of rethinking a lot of things in my life, um, including the dispatch thing and whether I want to do it or not, you know, whether um, giving up my ability to uh, enjoy things um, like a medical marijuana prescription, et cetera, et cetera, is worth... um, Is worth giving up for essentially being an accountant for the air. And I don't think it is. Um, I think I'd much rather, um, you know, get myself out of pain, um, and find something that works for me. Marijuana, uh, does seem to work. Um, you know, and, um, that is what it is. Um, I, I intend to get a prescription and I intend to use that. Um, if I'm going to be in California, Oregon, Washington, or Arizona, um, and chances are at the moment, that's where, where I will stay. Um, you know, I, I intend to go down that path because I do believe it's helpful. Um, I do believe, um, I, I mean, I know I am in pain. I, I sit here right now, um, you know, and I've got my mental burdens as I usually do that that I've told you know that I've shared with you guys um and then i've got I've got really bad back pain uh I mean if I sit anywhere for more than an hour, my back is in horrible pain um and that's no lie and i I mean I don't wanna you know go out and become doctor House completely and start um you know popping pain pills. Um, I don't want to, uh, become addicted to any more substances. I'm already addicted to Coca-Cola and cigarettes, and I'm trying to beat that cigarette addiction. Um, it's not going well, um, but I am trying, damn it. Um... But, I mean, I, I don't want to be a slave to these things, um, but I but I see these things as helpful. Um, they help me cope with life, um, and really all I'm trying to do here at this point, I'm trying to spread my ideas, spread my experiences, tell my story, um, and, that, you know, because that's what I do best. That's my first best destiny, as I've said so many, many times, um... And and do that in such a way that uh, I can get my message out there, that I can maybe open somebody else's mind up, that I can maybe get somebody to research some something, um, you know. Please, 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 just don't dump a quarter into the red kettle this year. Uh, Research it before you dump the, the the quarter into the kettle. And if you still want to dump the quarter into the kettle, uh, y- who am I to say no? You have the perfect right to do that. But please, please research it before you do. Um, and I'd also like to say uh, when it comes to the holiday gift-giving season, I would encourage you, instead of going out and buying a gift, um, to make some time. It doesn't have to be in this particular part of the year. Do it all throughout the year, if at all possible. But if you have to do something to mark this time of year... uh Get together uh, around the 22nd, which is the winter solstice, or New Year's. That also works as well. Um, Don't go out. Don't do the gift exchange thing. Don't spend time at the stores where you're going to get pissed off and frustrated and want to pepper spray people just to get a cheap Xbox 360 for fuck's sake. Um, Go out. Spend time with your family. Get a pizza. Talk, reconnect with family, reconnect with friends. Um, it's good to mark the passage of time. It's good to mark the fact that winter is essentially here. Um, it's not good to get lost in the consumerism and the corporate greed and the corporate fuckheadedness and lose sight of everything. Enjoy the winter wonderland. Enjoy what we have. But don't don't let yourself be bought and sold. Um, all right, I'm gonna take a quick break. I'm I've got a um, relative, a uh, pretty nice, uh, pod safe version of Winter Wonderland here uh, by Jeff Maiden. So I'm gonna enjoy that. You're gonna enjoy that, and uh, I'm just gonna let this one run long uh, because I, I have a feeling I have more to say. So uh, we'll listen to the, this quick song, and then I will continue here in a moment. Are
1: you listening? In the Snow is glistening A beautiful sight
0: In case you're interested, some other non Christmas winter related songs uh, that I can think of off the top of my head Jingle Bells, uh, let's see, um, the New Year's song, uh, Should All Acquaintance Be Forgotten, Never Bought to Bear, that one. Um, and oh, what else we got? We got a lot of other ones. Uh, you, you can find them out there, just non religious, just celebrate the time of year, celebrate the winter solstice, uh, because that was the original holiday, and the Christians came along and fucking stole it uh, from the pagans, and, you know, history, it's all fucked up. So uh, don't let the history fuck you up and bend your mind, just celebrate winter, all right? Uh, Because it's a cold, shitty, dark time of year, and, you know you want to make it as pleasant as you possibly can, especially when you live in a place like, I don't know, Alaska, B.C., or, say, uh, Washington State, Oregon. Um, Yeah, because it gets very dark and very cold and very gloomy here, and we have to do something. That's why we love our coffee and uh, the tea and the lattes and all that good stuff. And, uh, again, if you're going to do that sort of stuff, Please, 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 please try to go to a mom and pop store if you possibly can. Um, You know, I know uh, corporate corporate things are everywhere. I mean, I drink Coca-Cola, for God's sake. I mean, I'm no perfect shining example of all this stuff. Um, But I I do try. I really do try. Um, And that's all you can do. And, um, you know, think about. Think about the lyrics, think about the ideas here. I mean, we say peace, love, harmony, every fucking year, and it never happens. Um, why does it never happen? Well, I could give you a whole list of reasons, but uh i'll let you th- I'll let you chew on that one, and in the meantime, um I want to switch gears here um and talk a little bit about John Lennon because it is that time of year uh December eighth nineteen eighty about eleven p m uh, he was shot in the back outside of his house in the Dakota, uh, just uh, the other side of um, of um, Central Park West. Um, I was there when I was in New York. I stood. Uh, not literally in the archway because it's gated off, but just just a few feet back from the archway. And I looked at the lights, which were candlelit and gloomy, um, but also very pretty. Uh, I did not find the Imagine Mosaic. I'm going to have to go back and find the Imagine Mosaic. I'm going to have to go with somebody that actually knows New York uh, because I've tried several times. And I'm getting better at exploring New York, but I still haven't done it uh, the way I would want to do it yet. Um, you know, there's still many, many things I want to see, but, um, gosh, I can't, I can't say, I can't articulate to you the incredibly immense feelings I had standing there. Um, and that was in October. And one of these years I will go stand, um, near that building, near that site on December 8th, uh, to mark his passing. Um, because really, um, To me, John Lennon um, is the equivalent uh, to Jesus. To the way most people think of Jesus, I think of John Lennon. Uh, You know, I'm not going to say he died for my sins because he didn't. He was shot in the back by uh, somebody that um, wasn't in the right state of mind, I guess, or something. I don't, you know, I don't know. I I can't even guess. Um, but to, 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 ha- he, he was a very powerful person. He wasn't a perfect person by any means. Um, he cheated on his wife. Um, you know, there, there were allegations that, um, you know, he even abused Cynthia. Uh, maybe even Julian. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go so far as to try and find that out or to know the truth of that, but I will say he was a man. He was an imperfect man um, subject to his moods and his vulnerabilities and everything else. Um, but he he managed to articulate um, some of the most beautiful ideas I've ever heard. Ideas that have, are, have always been out there, that have been out there probably since the time of Jesus and before then. Um, but but he articulated it in a way that I have been able to connect with, in a way that has a lot of meaning to me. Um, and so in that sense, um, he is a very important, very influential person to me. Um, and so um, I cannot let this this time of year pass uh, without um, honoring John Lennon, well, I guess um making Yoko a little pissy, pissy at the same time. And it's not purposely making you pissy, Yoko. I'm not trying to make you pissed off. I'm I'm trying to do what John did, what you did, to sell the idea piece, sell sell it commercially. Uh because um yeah, that's the only way that seems to work, isn't it? Um shitty, but eh, it's just the way it is. So, I'm going to stop talking and I'm just going to play the song because uh, John speaks better in song than any other place and I think he knew that and I think anybody who has ever listened to his music for more than five seconds knows that. So, uh, here we go. Happy Christmas, Happy Christmas, Julian. So
2: So this this is is Christmas. Christmas And what have you done Gone. And it's so
0: Well, really, the only Christmas song that I'm willing to play. And uh, gosh, John, we miss you. Um, Thank you for everything you did. And um, yeah, I can't say anything more on that topic uh, without... Yeah, I just... Yeah. All right, so um, my message for this year um, is, you know, since this is obviously going to become the holiday card because, well... It is. Uh, I'm probably going to produce subsequent episodes. And I'm probably actually going to post something on um, uh, the Winter Solstice. Because that's what I'm going to end up doing. Uh, But for all intents and purposes, this is my annual holiday card. Or, well, no, Winter card. Winter Solstice. Whatever. Yeah. Um, So my message here really is just quite simple. Um, It's inspired, obviously, by the Occupy movement. Um, and all that stuff. I have, of course, more to say on that, but um, for another episode this is way, way, way too long for my episodes. This, I need to wrap this up, but um, do-do-do-do-do, I lost track of my tabs. Okay, so my message for this year Change the holidays Spend time with those you love Skip the shopping Think, don't act Talk, don't speak War, greed, and anything else you want to end has already ended if you want it, pass it on happy solstice happy 2012, love Nicholas Andrew, Mars Jackson and uh, winter solstice 2011 will be at 5.30 UTC on December 22nd, so mark that day, mark that time Make sure you are aware of it. Um, And, you know, there's obviously tools out there to convert to universal coordinated time. Um, Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that I have uh, an audio book out, a patio book out. Uh, You can find it at nicholasjackson.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A-S-J-A-C-K-S-O-N.com. It's $5.11 Canadian. Um, I'm going to keep it in Canadian currency because I feel like it. Uh, $5.11, that's a simple thing that signifies the fact that I arrived in New York on the 5th of November 2011. And uh, if you don't know the significance of that date... Uh, well, it has significance to the Occupy movement uh, because it was day everybody was supposed to switch out of banks. Um, unfortunately, I am not as good as my intentions and haven't done that myself because it's complicated with disability. Um, but uh, it's also um, uh, the the day uh, somebody tried to attack and take down the British Parliament um, way back when Um, in a John Lennon song called Remember, he says, remember, remember the 5th of November, so, significant day kind of cool day, kind of cool happenstance so, uh, $5.11 Canadian, if you want the patio book, uh, that's available at nicholasjackson.com you can listen to most of it online for free, uh, but if you do 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 that, please go to the uh, podcast page nicknackjack.lipson.com and uh, hit the PayPal button and just donate a little bit, because uh, every little bit helps. Uh, especially this time of year, if you want to help somebody out, uh, I if something doesn't change, I will be homeless afternoon on um, on December 9th. Uh, so there you go. Uh, maybe that's a different place to put your quarter um, instead of in the red kettle. I don't know. Just a suggestion. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, soundtrack to Tripping Hobos which is the book I was just talking about uh, Tripping Hobos slash Hellhole California soundtrack uh, is also available that's $6.50, that's US and that's at nicholasjackson.com as well so ways to support me by buying music ways to support me by listening to the podcast and ways to support me by just hitting that donate button um, or if you want to take me out to lunch you can do that too, uh, I've got a friend that is Uh, just offered to do that for me later so I will be doing that alright, so um, that's that and um, um, I just, yeah there's really nothing else for me to say Um, I've said way too much already, so I'm going to let you guys go, Uh, thank you so much for listening, thank you so much for participating Uh, you can send me emails, comments n i c n a c j a k at gmail.com And don't forget the donate button, and I will be in touch one way or the other. Uh, Thank you so much. Hope you guys have a great solstice, Um, and I'll talk to you for the next episode, whenever that may be. Till then, stay safe, stay sane, happy landings, bye.